Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Last week we dealt with uh, how we, the resurrection power is working in our life even though when we suffer the tragedy of uh, divorce, the death of a relationship. Uh, this evening I want to look into marriage and singlehood. Um, let's look at Genesis 2, verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And then verse 18, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. So, we, in order to enter into the problem of marriage and singlehood, we need to relook at Genesis chapter 2 to understand the purpose of, the, uh, of God's creation for men, in God's creation for men. And uh, one thing we need to, to take note is, is that God put him in the garden to work it and take care of it. So God has created every one of us for a purpose and worship is our yeah, it's our work, the presentation of our work unto God. So, this is before any sacrifice, any uh, musical instrument uh, was created to, uh, as, as a form of worship. God created man. He created man to worship Him, in other words, to serve Him, to fulfill His purpose. That is true worship. And uh, so God will put us in a garden, wherever that garden may be. For us, it is here in Tawau, in this church, Calvary City Church. And we are to work and to take care of the land, of the creation that God has given to us in this place. In order to fulfill that purpose, this is a great purpose, we need help. And in verse 18, the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. But we have taken this verse and emphasized on the first part to say that it's not good for the man to be alone. Therefore, uh, men are to, uh, God has created marriage, men are to get married, and, and so on. Yes, that is part of the creative purpose of God. But the emphasis here is not so much uh, uh, about marriage. The emphasis here is that man is given a great, task to do, to take care of the earth, to look after the garden and, and as worship unto the Lord. 
And to do that, man cannot do it alone by himself. He needs a helper. It's not good for a man to be alone. It's not good for us to isolate ourselves. That is never God's purpose. God has created us to be in a community, to create us to help one another, to, to partner with one another, to be helpers to one another, so that we can fulfill the great purpose of God. And, and that is the purpose of marriage. But we have overemphasized that, you know, it's not good for men to be alone, so he need, but, but we, we don't realize what is the purpose that God created marriage besides propagation, you know, to fulfill God's plan, to fill the earth. You know, we, 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 we need to, a wife, we need a partner, we need a husband. But behind all this is work, is worship unto the Lord, and we need help. We need to partner with others. So you know the story, God created Eve for Adam and brought Eve to Adam to be a helper, to be a helper suitable for him, to be a helper that is able to help him. To finish a task that God has given to man. So, but we have, as I said, overemphasized the first part of that verse, and we begin to interpret that Eve was created to satisfy Adam, because Adam is incomplete by himself, it's not good. That is that is not true. God has created man. Man, as an individual, are created in the image of God. Jesus was a man. He became a man. He's single. But he's complete. Because he's complete in God. So our, our completeness is in God. In New Testament, our completeness is in Christ. We are, we are complete. He is the source of our life. He is our everything. So God did not create Eve as an idol for Adam. So that now, or, or, or Adam as an idol for Eve, so that now they look to each other to, to fulfill to meet their needs, or else they would not be satisfied, or else they would not be complete. That would be the wrong understanding of Genesis 2, we have read there just now. So, our spouse or our husband or wife, we are to be helper to one another to fulfill God's purpose that God has given to us. Every one of us are complete in Christ so that we would not have people to feel that, well, I'm single. I want a husband, I want a wife, 
and uh, I can't find one, or, or no one wants me, or uh, yeah. So we are incomplete, and we it's not good. It's not good. So we go around. There are people who who are overtaken by their flesh. They go all over the place in order to find a life partner. And, and, and this morning, uh, this evening, we got to allow the scripture to, to renew our mind so that we know whether we are single, whether we are married, we are created by God. We are unique in God's sight. We are complete in Him. Because he is the source of our life. He makes us complete. But we're created for a purpose that is to serve him, take care of what he has given to us in the garden that he has given to us so that we may glorify his name. And we all need Help us. And thank God, whether you're in the Old Testament, in the Old, uh, New Testament, God has put us together as a holy nation. God has put us together as the body of Christ so that we will always live in a community. We will always have helper to help us, whether we are married, whether we are single. We cannot function alone. We cannot live alone and, and, and cut off from, from others. We need to be in relationship. We need to partner. We need to help one another, whether we're single, whether we're married. The goal of it, the goal of it is to fulfill God's purpose for our life. And recently we've heard that God has made us to be a living stone so that when we are fitted together, then we can build that spiritual house for God and for His Spirit to dwell. So God has created us to, to communicate with, what, with him and with one another, to live in community, to be helper to one another so that we may fulfill his great plan. And now coming to the choice of marriage and in some cases remarried because of the death of a marriage relationship. What do we do? How do we decide? We follow the needs and desire of our hearts. Look at uh, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 39. He said, A woman is bound to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes, but he must belong to the Lord. So, 
when we face the death of our marriage, what do we do? It says here, the woman is free to marry anyone she wishes. So she has a choice. You know, she can get remarried or she decided not to because it's not about whether you're married or you're, you're, you're single. It's about how you fulfill your creative purpose in life. How you serve God to do what He wants you to do. That is at the end of it all. Right? It can be married, it can be single, uh, but that is it. And then he said, well, if she was to make a choice to be remarried, he said he must belong to the law. He must belong to the law. The reason being, he and this woman who has chosen him, they must be helped together to fulfill God's purpose. That's a marriage. That's the purpose of, of being married. So that's why this man has to belong to the law. Not, not in name. You know, like today, we have a lot of people that get married. Uh, this one, uh, this uh, man, because of marriage, he got baptized. But in his heart, he doesn't, he doesn't follow God. So it's a superficial kind of saying, I'm a Christian, so therefore we can, we can be married. No. God is not interested in this kind of display. But He's looking for man and woman to come together with the same heart, with the same goal, with the same purpose of serving Him. That's why they're united as one. And, uh, and for them individually, they have to look to God to meet their needs. Just like we mentioned last week, the Samaritan woman who was divorced, Jesus did not say, you know, I find you a man. Jesus said, yeah, what you need it's me. What you need is the river of living water from God. The life of God in you. That's what you need. And you can get it only from Him. And whether it's Adam, whether it's Eve, they can only get their needs met by God Himself. Not by one another. One another can meet some kind of needs. But ultimately, God is their God. No one else. And so we must understand that. Because when we don't, we create a lot of uh, dissatisfaction. When we don't understand this, we create a lot of dissatisfaction out of unrealistic expectation of our spouse you know that's why a lot of 
people they thought, oh, when I get married, I will be okay. I will be complete. You're wrong. You just create a, you you just make a mess with that kind of heart and attitude to the marriages that that you're going in, because you're going in as a consumer. You're going in to to demand. You're going in to have have a, a lot of wrong expectation, unrealistic expectation of your partner. So you're going to create havoc. You're going to get problems in that marriage. But we are to look to God. God is the source of our life, source of our fulfillment. That river of living water that is in us, that's going to spring forth, so that that marriage relationship, if we enter into it, is so rich, you know, so abundant. Yeah, it has its problem, but there, there is that. That richness, because of the the river of living water that is flowing. There's that life, peace, joy, you know, gentleness, patience. That 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 eternal life that is flowing inside us. So we 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 got to work in partnership with people, whether we're single, whether we're married, and thank God. We are complete because God has put us in His church, and that's why it's important that we are committed to the church, to the cell group, to the community where God has put us in. So coming back to to the choice of marriage, so when the widow decided to marry to this man, this man must be belongs to the to the law. In our this man. Can be a helper to her. She can be a helper to him, to live for God, to fulfill God's purpose. And uh, I'm not sure how many people, when they look at marriage, they look at it in this in this light. You know, we are together, or whether we're in church, in partnership, in a cell group, we are together. Because it's only true. Being helper to one another, we can fulfill God's purpose. And then in First Timothy five, eleven and twelve, it says, "As for younger widows, do not put them on such a list." In other words, you know, they put the widow on uh, the list to give them financial aids or supply uh, food for them. For when their sensual desires overcome their dedication to Christ, they want to marry. Thus, they bring judgment on themselves because they have broken their first pledge. So, can you see our first pledge, our pledge, whether we're single, whether we're married, is always dedicated to the Lord. Is always to serve God. Whether you are, you you are in any kind of relationship, that is our duty. That is what God expects us. You know, we are to dedicate ourselves to Him. That does not change. So in this case, he's talking about widow, young widow, 
who has this uh, sensual desire, sexual desire, or, or other desire that that's within. And so, don't put them on on this list of widow because it's only temporary that they they stay in such a state. Okay, but you help those who have dedicated their lives to God, to live for God, and to remain single, and they need they need help. Okay, so but but I want you to see beyond the the physical activities is the dedication, dedication to Christ. That each one of us must always carry in our heart in our life. But a widow is, is free to marry. You know, a, a single person is free to choose to get married. That's fine. But remember, it's always our goal in life, our purpose in life is always to do what God wants us to do, is to dedicate uh, ourselves to Him. First Corinthians 7, verse 8 and 9. Now to the unmarried and the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried, as I do. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. So Paul himself has chosen to be single in his life. And he's encouraging others who are unmarried or who are widows to stay single if they can. But they are free to marry. They are free to follow the desire that is within them. And, and not to, well, yeah, so, so, so this is it. But he says it's good to be unmarried. If staying single makes you incomplete, if the way we interpret scripture is not good for a man to be alone, as being single, without the attached explanation that we need helper to do the work of God. That's why it's not good for us to be alone. So, that's why God created marriage. For Adam and Eve to partner together, to help one another, to fulfill His plan and His purpose. But He remains God. He is the one that they are to look to, to fulfill the inner needs that they have. Okay, so Paul has decided, has choose to be single. Um, we're going to do a, uh, touch a little bit more on that. But, but the purpose in our life, as we said, is to serve God. Look at uh, 1 Timothy 5.13. Besides, they get in this, these other women, Widow, they get into the habits of being idle and going about from house to house, and not only they become idle, 
but also busybodies who talk nonsense, saying things they ought not to. Verse 14. So I counsel younger widows to marry, to have children, to manage their homes, and to give the enemy no opportunity for slander. Some have, in fact, already turned away to follow Satan. <laughs> so in our life, we've got to keep ourselves busy. Not as a busybody, but busy to serve God. Busy to do the Lord's will. This is what we are created for. But if we do not keep ourselves busy, we are opening doors for Satan to come in. In other words, if we are not serving the Lord, we are not dedicating ourselves to the, to the Lord to serve His purpose, we are opening doors for Satan to come in and have us to do His work. So can you see, either we serve God or we serve the enemy. There's no neutrality about that. Okay, so Paul is writing to Timothy, is telling him to counsel those widows, those young widows. You know, it's all right, go ahead and get remarried have children and take care of the home. Go ahead, keep yourself busy serving the Lord and not become a tools that the enemy is using uh, to gossip, to slander, to, to do all kinds of things, say all kinds of things that will bring damage, that will destroy the body of Christ. So we've got to be Busy. We got to serve the Lord. Everyone remember? Let's recap. You know, we are created to serve God. Our work is worship. We are to partner with one another, whether we're single, whether we're married. And our life is to dedicate ourselves to serve God and going about His task. So it doesn't mean that the woman's job is to have children, take care of the, the home. That is the basic responsibility because the home is important. But we've got to be busy for the Lord. Especially many of us, you know, our children has grown up. What do we do? Don't do nothing. Busy serving the Lord. Find how you can please the Lord with the time you've got, with the energy you've got, with the talents that you've got, because our life is to be dedicated to the Lord, to serve Him. And uh, just now we mentioned, Paul has chosen to be single. And the reason why we choose to be single, some of us are, because of circumstances, you cannot find a life partner. You really, you really do want to get married, but because of circumstances. But what we need to be encouraged, the good news is we are complete in Christ. Right? We have partners in church. We have helpers in church to serve together so that we are just as fulfilled 
with the river of living water flowing from within and bubbling up. So that understanding has got to stay with everyone, because remember, we are to serve the Lord, merit a single. So, uh, in First Corinthians seven twenty six, because of the present crisis, I think that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Verse 38. So then he who marries the virgin does right, but he who does not marry her does better. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 5. Don't we have the right to take a believing wife along with us, as do the other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas? So Paul is saying, it's all right to get married, to remain single, to remain as a widower. We have a choice. It's all right. But Paul is saying, in view of the present crisis, so the, they were living in a time where they are being persecuted because they are Christians. And not just being persecuted, their lives are being threatened all the time. Persecution in this case means they could be killed, could be put to fight against the lions and all kinds of horrible, uh, life-threatening uh, violence against them. So Paul said, in view of this kind of present crisis, it's better for you to stay single. Because you, you may not live to see your children and allow your children to see your suffering and so on. You know, it, it, it may, it, in, this, in this crisis, it's better you remain single. And also, when we stay single, it happens to be totally focused. We're single not for, the, for being single. We are single for the purpose that we can be so focused in serving God with all that we have, with all that we are. So our condition Wherever you live, we live today, we're not so much in, a, in that kind of persecution, so it's all right for us to, to get married and so on. But if we are to enter into a kind of tribulation, or, 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 or well, let's say you're in Ukraine, you know, you are running away from the bomb, shout, bomb and, 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 and the sort of war that's going on, and you have very young children with you. You know, you can imagine the kind of, of suffering that you go through in that kind of war-torn situation. And perhaps it's better for you to be single without any sort of a, a commitment to, to, to others 
to be able to 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 fight the war to stay alive in in, in that kind of war torn situation. So that's why Paul says he has given up his right. Not that he he doesn't know he has a right to be married, just like Peter. They all bringing their wife along. Paul says, you know, I gave up that right. And later on, we will know what's the reason. First Corinthians seven verse twenty seven. Are you pledged to a woman? Do not seek to be released. Are you free from such a commitment? Do not look for a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life. And I want to spare you this. So Paul is encouraging. Those who can to stay single, in view of the circumstances that they are in, and uh, uh, the trouble that comes with this commitment, I think he has seen so many broken marriages. He has seen so many pain and suffering in relationship that he realized. That once you commit to marry, yes, there are blessings, but then it also comes with a lot of troubles uh, in life. And so he said, "I want to spare you of this kind of suffering. So if you if you can, it's good for you to stay single. You know, bearing in mind all the circumstances that they were in in those times. So the human emotion and uh, Relationship is so complex. It's so complex, and uh, so it, it takes a lot of commitment. It takes a lot of pain, endurance, suffering to make it work. And uh, and if if your re- marriage relationship is is. Uh, Uh, works out well. You are blessed, but a lot of relationship. There is so much struggle. There is so much pain, so much conflict that is there. And sometimes, you know, because of all those troubles, some men doesn't like to go home. You know, because of the troubles. That is in the home. So Paul says, "I want to spare you、uh, some of this trouble." You know. So he didn't see singlehood as、uh, second-class citizens or something wrong with you or you're incomplete. He sees singlehood as an advantage, as an asset for you to be so totally committed to serve God, because after all, we are all. Committed and dedicated to serve the Lord, and then to First Corinthians seven twenty nine. What I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not; those who mourn as if they did not; those who are happy as if they were not; those who buy something as if It were not theirs to keep. 
those who use the things of this world of the world as if not engrossed in them, for this world in its present form is passing away. Remember, our goal is to serve the Lord, is to dedicate our our life to God, is to work out our creative purpose to serve God. And Paul says, we don't have much time to do it. The time is short. They were living under the conviction that Jesus will come back soon. But we mustn't be uh, cynical. We mustn't be uh, take. We mustn't take our life for granted. I think with the COVID and with what's happening, we realize the time indeed is short for every one of us. We don't know what will happen tomorrow. We don't know what will happen. You know whether we live or die. Right? We are in that kind of season. You know that that COVID has has brought. This reality into our life, which is good, and whether you're healthy, you're not healthy. Every one of us, our time is short; it's limited. And God has assigned works for us to do, and we must do it, complete it within the time frame that we are given. So, Paul is saying, "Hey, in order to do that, those you are married, you must consider as yourself as not married. You know, you must give yourself to serve God." Whatever you have, don't hold on to them. You know because this world, in its present form, is passing away. But after that, it's the kingdom of God. Everything comes under the rulership and the kingship of our Lord Jesus. And uh, so, this is how we live: live as if nothing belongs to us, as if we are uh, we are not distracted by. This married relationship, and uh, we are not living for self. You know, so focused on our feeling, our hurts. You know, if you are mourn, as if you are not mourning, right? So, so your whole focus is God. Your whole focus is serving God, not self, not what we have, because the world. In its present form, is passing away, and we have one motive and one desire that is to live to please the Lord. First Corinthians seven thirty-two. I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affair, how he can please the Lord, and that's the reason Paul is encouraging those who can. To be single, so that they can be so focused to serve the Lord, to please God. First Corinthians seven verse forty. In my judgment, this widow is happier if she stays as she is, and I think that I too have the spirit of the Lord. Paul say, in my judgment. As I mentioned, he must have moved around, seen so many broken marriages and suffering and pain, and and it may not be broken, 
but uh, it's dysfunctional, it's, there are problems, you know, all over. So Paul said, in my judgment, if she remains single, she's happy. If she's going to get married, it's her right. But then she's going to get herself into a lot of problems. And he say, I too have the Spirit of the Lord. That means when he says this, he's very conscious that this is his observation, that is his judgment. But at the same time, he's also conscious that the Spirit of God is also speaking this wisdom you know, through him because of the circumstances, because of the time that we're in, because of the short time that we have in fulfilling our creative purpose that God has created us. So I hope this evening's teaching will help us to have the right perspective about marriage, about single, being single, and how we should carry ourselves, whether we are married or single. You know, our focus is unto the law. Our worship is our works that we have done, you know, because of the calling of God, because of the uh, purpose that God has created us. When we have done that, then we would have been successful in life. If not, then we have failed, we have failed Him and uh, we have not fulfilled the creative purpose God has for us. So remember, we must stay together. We must partner helping one another so that we can fulfill the work that God has for us, whether we're married, whether we're single. That's our dedication to the law. That's how we should live. You know, so I hope we will allow this word to examine how we carry ourselves, whether in a marriage situation, whether in single, uh, singlehood, the attitude that we have inside. Just because you're not married, does it mean that you somehow feel that you are incomplete and look down on your status? Or are you serving the law? Allow the rivers of living water to fill you so that you are so satisfied. And you are so fulfilled because your partnership, uh, helping one another, you're working together so you're not alone. May the Lord help us open our eyes to serve Him. Shall we pray? Father, we thank You for the understanding that You have given to us concerning our existence. We pray that everyone who listened to this word this evening Lord, we will see clearly your plan, your purpose for every one of us. And we will live and dedicate our life to you, to serve you, to do the work that you have given to us. This is our worship, acceptable worship to you. We thank you, we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you.